I'm a huge horror fan, like always have been. Like uh, if you've read, if you read the site, if you've seen anything that I've that I've posted uh, on the YouTube channel, you know that I love the genre itself. So the so anything that mixes both my love of comics and my love of horror. I'm absolutely interested in. So I have a great opportunity to talk to Tom Burgess, who is the author of two really great, um, I'm sure more than two, but just these two really great uh, comics that I read recently. And I want to talk about his latest one, uh, The Eerie. Uh, that, and uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and get into this. Like, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tom Burgess. Hey Darren, good to uh, talk to you. <laughs> hey Tom, thanks for thanks for uh, for taking the time to talk to me again. Now, um, you know, we talked a little bit before, just again about how much you love uh, you love horror and comics. So, I guess my my um, my first question would be just for just for anyone kind of unfamiliar with uh, the story itself, can you kind of give them a little bit, uh, just a little short, non spoilery synopsis of the eerie. Like, what would you like people to, to know about the Eerie itself? Sure. Okay, so um, the Eerie is a ghost story set on Britain's south coast. Um, and it's, uh, it's an area which is really beautiful, but at the same time very bleak, um, as it's, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Um, and it follows the story of Rebecca, who's an American photojournalist, who's sent over by her magazine Swanks uh, mm-hmm. to do a photo shoot at the last minute. Um, and while she's staying down there, she gets wrapped up in something which, uh, without giving too much weight, is kind of uh, far beyond her control and uh, her knowledge. Um, and she starts delving into the local history um, and uh, perhaps disturbs something that she shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it explores the, the, the ghost story from down there um, and the, the supernatural and the folklore. It's, uh, the, the area itself, Sussex, is... It's an area which is renowned in England for having an incredibly rich folklore. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's uh, it kind of um, it starts off fairly tranquil and then descends into uh, this dark. Um, I guess like a pure pure is that the attempt is that for a pure supernatural horror story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of the basis of most of the, definitely some of the best ones. And that and I also do want to talk to you about the. Uh, uh, about the area just again you know being an american i'm not necessarily familiar with the area so i would love to kind of like dive into some of those local legends but um but uh, the first question i was going to besides just the the synopsis of the story is this um like what drew you to tell this particular story like i like from a either from a, a horror or a comic perspective like uh what drew you to to tell rebecca's story or tell this story in this way uh, I've always loved the the supernatural lore of uh, of the area, um, and uh, and down where I live, so I live quite close to Sussex in a place called Kent. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a rich, rich history of smuggling in the area, which goes back to like the sixteen seventeen hundreds when um, you know there were so many uh, smugglers that were out there that basically these guys used to bring in contraband off the ships and they'd sell it cheap to the local villagers um, and townsfolk just because the king's taxes were so high. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's you know it's kind of I suppose our equivalent of pirates almost it's uh, it's it, like there's, there's so many great legends about uh, you know these these guys that used to lurk in the woods and you know they'd uh, they'd have these gangs which were hundreds of people um, you know in in total uh, and they they basically ruled the area that you know the, the king's men were too scared to even touch them 
Um, and because of that, there's loads of great supernatural stories following uh, smugglers. Um, and, and especially with Rye, Rye's kind of well known for it, which is where the year is based uh, in Sussex. It's, uh, it's this really pretty little town, which is kind of probably the quintessential um, English, uh, I suppose, medieval town. It's, you know, it's kind of Tudor frontages. Um, you know, it's kind of, you look in a picture book of, uh, of old style England, it would be, yeah, the, the absolute quintessential version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I've just always been fascinated by the stories of smuggling down there um, and the ghost stories. Um, it's a particularly haunted area. There's, you know, loads and loads of stories um, about ghosts and especially smugglers kind of guarding their treasure. Um, and I really wanted to, to tell a different take on it. Um, and uh, and I, I took a trip down there a couple of years ago and stayed in one of the old taverns and found it really inspirational. Um, and yeah, really wanted to kind of follow up and uh, do something really different to Levens. Yeah, and I can I can definitely see that's one of the things I've always uh, enjoyed about uh, about England is just the just that that long rich history, and uh, so that it, it's um, so it's interesting that that you were talking about those legends because there's so many things in that in that area, especially uh, uh, historically that that you could draw inspiration from. I mean, did were there any like specific like kind of local legends or was it just like the whole history of the area that kind of uh, inspired you? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, there were these guys down there called um, the Hawkers Gang. And they were particularly dangerous at the time. Um, and they, they totally owned this, this town where it's based, right? Um, and, uh, and they, well, so the stories go, they still haunt the area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's loads of countless tales of them haunting, in particular the Mermaid Hotel, which is um, also in the area. Um, and uh, these guys, you know, still uh, supposedly watch their treasure. Um, but on top of that, you know, there's loads of supernatural folklore down there. Um, for instance, um, the, the whole kind of legend of horseshoes being protective of um, or, or good luck. Um, there, we've got supernatural law going back to like St. Dunstan, mm-hmm. um, with like hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Who, um, you know, he. I, so supposedly that there's those conflicting stories, but uh, basically that, that this saint. Uh, St. Dunstan um, had loads of issues, uh, loads of visitations from the devil. And the devil, uh, this is pretty crazy. Uh, so the <laughs> devil said to him, I have to remember this properly, um, he was going to knock down every house in uh, in this this little village in Sussex. And St. Dunstan, who was a blacksmith, said, no, uh, every place that I put um, a horseshoe above that door, you can't touch. And um, by the next morning, there were horseshoes across all the doors. So that, I suppose, is why horseshoes are lucky and are seen down there as a protective element um so which is crazy um but uh, there's loads of little tales like that which i've always found really charming about sussex um and uh and yeah hence why that plays a big part in the area as well the whole the whole thought of um yeah i'm i'm being protected against uh, supernatural as well um and yeah just um just a lot of supernatural law which is um yeah really intriguing and lots of fun to play with Oh yeah, it, it definitely it definitely sounds like it. Um, sorry, give me one second. <clears throat> like it just sounds like the a lot of um, great atmosphere, and that actually comes across not only in in the story but but in the artwork, which is which is so evocative, and it's uh, one of the reasons why I love both this and um, and malevolence. But what um, besides just the the local legends? Were there any kind of um, like horror stories that you yourself enjoy that kind of uh, 
that that helped with the writing of this? Like, what would what are some of your favorite um, both comics and and horror stories, or are they all like uh, uh, horror comics? Like, what 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 um, what are some of the things that uh, that inspired you as a, as a writer? Oh, most definitely, um, like going way way back to Mr. James, the, um, the the ghost story writer. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's probably been my biggest influence first and foremost. Um, he's yeah, he, he's just the master of the of the kind of the supernatural tale. You know, um, that he always places the beats in the right places, and that mm-hmm. you know of the time that they're so uh, evocative, and so haunting, um, and really violent. You know, looking back on some of them, you know, mm-hmm. to think that he was this. You know, mild-mannered uh, lecturer. It's uh, it's kind of crazy to to, to read some of them. They're, they're really horrific. Um, but also, I uh, really loved E.F. Benson, who's um, he was a famous British ghostwriter um, who lived in Sussex, funny enough, as well. Oh. Um, so yeah, he, he kind of literally lived in uh, in this town where um, where the Eerie is based. Uh, so he wrote some fantastic stories. Um, but uh, of course, Charles Dickens um, did the <laughs> Superman. Um, it's a fantastic story about a train crash that happened in Kent, which was really like traumatised him. I think um, the Staplehurst train crash, um, and he, yeah, he, he to get it out of his system, he kind of put it down on paper as uh, the Signalman, which is one of the yeah definitely one of the scariest stories he's he wrote. Yeah. Uh, but comics wise, um, I'm a big fan of Junji Ito, um, who he did uh, Spiral mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Gaio. Um, and uh, some of his work is phenomenally haunting and really, really scary. Um, it's some, yeah, absolutely amazing work. Um, and I've always found him a big influence. Um, on top of which, also love you know the, the, probably the staple kind of um, go-to authors. Uh, Alan Moore, huge, huge fan. Mark mm-hmm. Miller. Um, at the same time. Um, we loved Cullen Bunn in terms of um, uh, oh God, oh, uh, Countless Haints with uh, Harrow County. Um, really, really intrigued to see how that's going to adapt into um, TV because that sounds really exciting. Yeah. Um, uh, and also, just uh, the classics as well uh, Creepy, I really loved uh, Man Thing, um, Hellboy, big mm-hmm. fan of Mike Minother, yeah. uh, Robert Kirkland, um, and uh, I guess really just that uh, uh, anything kind of remotely horror and comic based that I'm you know I'm usually drawn to um, mm-hmm. Emily Carroll as well Emily Carroll um, uh, who's so talented um, absolutely loved her work um, so yeah across the board I guess in a, in a big way it's uh, influence comes from quite a menagerie of different places and that's amazing that's actually you've actually kind of you know, enhanced my list of, of authors to check out. So I'm hoping that, uh, like, I'm, I'm hoping like, uh, after this, we just, that you can just kind of send me a list, like email me a list of, 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 of those authors and some of their work. And I would, and I, because you've, you, I'm intrigued to, to read them. Like, yeah, I mean, a lot of them, I know a lot of them, I don't. So that's, it's like, I'm always, I'm always up for reading new things. So, Happily, happily with you. Oh, absolutely. Um, so both this story and Malevolence um, have such a unique visual style and that that I really love. And, and I'm I'm hoping I don't butcher his name, but I'm just going to ask like how much of a uh, how much did you collaborate with the artist uh, Barney 
I'm say like, can you say his last name so I so I pronounce it correctly? Oh, hey, I'm never too sure myself. Uh, but Baduano, Bonnie Baduano. That's probably sounds it's, it's better than how I would butcher it. Pure <laughs> <laughs> guesswork. <laughs> yeah. So how how much of a how much did you collaborate with with Barney Baduano on the look of of the eerie? Uh, well, I saw Barney's work on Twitter. I think um, one of my friends shared it, and uh, I, I, at the time I finished Eleventh, and I was really looking for um, uh, an illustrator for the eerie, um, and I really loved uh, his his dark tone work. Uh, especially to he's done a lot of adaptations to M.R. James stories, and mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously with that mutual interest, um, gotcha. uh, I really loved it. Yeah, the, and the, the fine uh, penmanship, you know, which I just found absolutely remarkable, um, and I really found it important. I wanted to try and get uh, an illustrator who wasn't standard comic book illustrator. I, I really wanted uh, someone who'd be able to do someone perhaps who came with a background in a totally different field of, you know, general kind of landscapes or, um, mm-hmm. you know, short stories, um, just to take, give a particular different take on the story. Um, and I think that's quite often something that, which annoys me is you, you read like a horror comic and it's almost like, uh, it, I suppose that the me- the actual story, like the media, uh, the st- yeah, the ghost story itself has been kind of screwed around with to fit the medium of the comic and mm-hmm. it's like it should be the other way around in my view i think that you know that the, the medium itself the comic should fit the ghost story so um yeah that, so i effectively I, I got in touch with barney from twitter and um we had, we had a great chat and he obviously expressed an interest in uh doing something on a larger scale with supernatural images and uh, yeah we took it from there so um every, everything initially was uh, storyboard by myself just to give barney some direction mm-hmm. and um and yeah, there were certain key points of uh, maybe just you know uh, image referencing um, and your standard kind of workflow for a comic. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, he did a great job. It was um, he really captured that uh, evocative feeling of the bleakness of you know Britain's south coast, which is you know as I say, lovely in summer, but you know throughout the winter it's kind of cold and mm-hmm. grey. You know, it's, it is that kind of stereotypical bleak, misty landscapes. Oh yeah, and you definitely get that that feel from from the visuals. Like there's uh, like uh, the, there's so there's such great emphasis on the uh, on the individual characters, but not with that. But every but even but the backgrounds are so evocative as well. Like I just I love I love kind of looking at them just to see how they were how they were done, and it, it just flow. And it seems to flow really well with the story itself. So. It's definitely a testament to what you were talking about, as far as just kind of wanting the story to 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 win out, and and I think it 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 works really well on that on on both those levels. Like I just I, I love looking at it. Um, <clears throat> That's great. Yeah. So um, after after the the well not after just because um, just just staying on the on the eerie like how um, you were talking about it before. Just the uh, like, I didn't even realize it until you brought it to my attention about both the about uh, the double meaning of the title, like both the uh, both the word eerie and the you know being something being eerie, and then what it means in the context of the book. Like, was that something that you kind of started with, or was it just like while you were writing the story, just like this, you know, it, it made sense. 
I, to be honest, it was something, yeah, as, as the story came along, um, and, uh, and you know, in terms of the flow of it, I, there were several different guises of, of perhaps um, how the, the pages might work, um, and, um, and just playing around with the characters. The characters were always these, uh, yeah, these kind of hideously uh, lengthened guys that had been stretched, um, that had, like, uh, face masks of owls, mm-hmm. um, just because... You know, that back in the day, uh, in in the hype smuggling, there were these characters called Owlers down there who um, yeah. mainly they, they smuggled wool, um, but they were known to communicate with each other by making these owl sounds, so they'd evade capture from like King's Men. Um, and I thought that was just such an insanely cool thing um, that no one seems to have played with. Um, so uh, just playing around with the idea of obviously them hanging out together and having this safe house. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, pretty much it came from there. It's um, yeah, I, I, you know, I love the double meaning of it and the fact of you know these guys were um, I probably you know they could be seen as birds of prey, um, and the fact that you know they're called the black mantle. So uh, a mantle is uh, is when you know like an eagle or, a, or an owl or a large bird of prey goes in and uh, kind of covers its prey with its wings to, so it can um, start gorging on the food mm-hmm. uh, and I just thought oh, it's, you know, it's perfect you know the, these guys are considered sort of the, uh, the birds of prey of the area you know it, it works perfectly yeah and you get like another double meaning out of that just you know birds of prey and then what they in there and then they're how they're preying on the uh, on the people so yeah it's there's a lot of uh, it, it's it's very subtle but once you actually realize it it's it's it adds another layer to the story, another really interesting layer to it. That's great. That's great. So, um, after the, 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 the eerie, like what's next for, what's next for you? Is there something that you're working on now, um, that that you want to talk about, but not, you know, not spoil and I give a lot of uh, detail on just kind of, uh, whet the appetite of people who are, uh, who are going to go, who are going to go out and read the eerie. Yeah, sure. Um, I've got another uh, horror graphic novella coming out for hopefully around Halloween time called Hallows Fell. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be another like a folk horror similar to the Eerie. Um, again, another ghost story. Um, and that's going to be based in the um, yeah, like the deep depths of the woods in Kent. Um, so that, and that again references a lot of the, the local supernatural lore from the area. Um, and yeah, I'm working with a really talented illustrator from uh, Canada called Izzy Stanek. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that, that's near completion. Um, it's literally just getting prepped for print and yeah, all things being well, that should be out for, um, let's say Halloween this year. Gotcha. I, I look forward to it. I'm, uh, definitely going to be looking, looking out for it. Now, uh, uh one last question that I have for you, and this is just kind of like a general kind of, uh, comic book fan question. So if you had the opportunity to write uh, your favorite character for whoever, for whichever, whichever publisher, like, uh, who would it be and what story would you like to tell? Oh, wow. That's... Uh, I know. Sorry. I just got it. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a cool question. Um, but, oh, that is so difficult. Um Oh, I don't. I don't oh. It can be more than one. Like you just, you don't have to. You don't have to narrow it down. You don't have to kill your kill your darlings in with this question. <laughs> so, like, if you had, if you had, like, your your pick of a dream project, like, or even more than one. Yeah. Oh wow. Um. Oh, well, 
I do love Hellboy, and I think doing something within the Hellboy universe would be amazing. Oh. Um, that would be really cool. Um, or uh, on something totally different, uh, working uh, on a on a project perhaps akin to uh, Junji Ito's work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's obviously a master in that field. You know, working on a storyline perhaps with him would be also phenomenal. Um, but I've always been more drawn to kind of like the one shots and the, um, you know, the, the, the uh, yeah, like the, the single shot stories. Mm -hmm. So, you know, stuff like, um, as I say, uh, you know, Gaio and, uh, uh, you know, Spiral, which kind of have these quick stories that are yeah. in and then you're out, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You like and, doing a, a beginning, middle and end because then you can move on to a completely different idea the next time. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um but yeah, so um, so it's hard. But yeah, I, I would probably say, um, yeah, maybe. Oh, and um, big fan of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's it. like something with them would be absolutely probably like a bit of a dream. I, I reckon. Awesome, awesome. Uh, that's that's great to know. Um, so Tom Burgess. Where can uh, where can someone, uh, especially like me being in the states, <laughs> where can where can someone pick up a copy of the Eerie? Cool. So uh, the Eerie is available direct at the moment, uh, purely in hard copy, but it's, uh, it is due to go out in digital as well. Um, and that's direct from um, it's uh, uh, the Eerie, which is um, e y r i e dot bigcartel dot com, and um, and Malevolence is just available from malevolence dot com as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, and where can um, where can people like uh, find you online, or do you want to be found at all? Like, where can uh, where can people uh, reach you? Can they follow you on Twitter? Can they follow you on Facebook? Like, where can where can they find Tom Burgess? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I should also say, um, Malevolence is also available on Amazon and Comicsology. Was oh, to remember, cool. um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm just uh, I'm Malevolence, uh, which is M A L E V. O L E N T S um, and uh, just under Tom Burgess and um, you can find me on Facebook um, under the Eerie or Malevolence as well. All right, uh, Tom Burgess, thank you so much uh, for taking the time and for uh, bearing with me as we work as we you know worked to get <laughs> to get together to do this. Like I. Oh, a pleasure. It's been really good talking to you, Darren. I appreciate uh, that. And I would love to talk to you again, like, uh, when your next work comes out, or if you just, or if there's something that in, in, in comics or in horror that you, uh, that you think I should, uh, that you think I should check out, uh, please let me know. But once again, uh, Tom, I want to thank you so much uh, for your time and, uh, everyone should definitely go out and, and well, should, everyone should pick up a copy of the Eerie and Malevolence. They're gr they're great stories, and if you're a horror fan, you're gonna love uh, you're gonna love both the story and the visuals. They both like they both blend together so perfectly. So thank you so much. That's really appreciated. Thank you, Darren. Before I go, um, perhaps like, if I could recommend as well, um, if you're interested in horror and um, supernatural, please do check out as well uh, my horror short, which. Uh, I created with um, very talented filmmaker Toby Meekins called Ghoster, uh, and that's on Vimeo. And if you search Ghoster, it's uh, it's the first thing that comes up. Oh, absolutely! I'm going to make sure that uh, that I have a, uh, a a link to that if I, if I can. I'm going to get a link to that. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put it on the website, 
and I'm going to attach it to the uh, attach it to the the interview when I put it up on Geeks. So um, once again, Tom, thank you so much for your time, and I hope to speak to you again. Fantastic. Thanks, Derek. Cheers. Cheers. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!